0: Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to the version 4 podcast, and I am Bruce Lung. Um This is the introduction to the uh, Alex Kachou- Kachuda. Kachuda? I, st- I have... It's, it's never going to get easier to say her name. Sorry, Alex Kachuda, I think. is the correct kind of pronunciation. But um, this episode's fun. I brought in a female perspective on a variety of issues. I know that you know, my audience is predominantly incels. I kid. I joke. But... We're very online and as a consequence, you know, I, I feel like the female perspective is not represented. Or rather I mean I think I think I talk about female issues enough, but it's it's it is nice to have the confirmation of an actual woman who also sees the same kind of patterns that we are seeing. So Alice is on, we talk liberalism, feminism, antinatalism, the whole nine, it's a fun episode. I think you're really gonna like it. Um before I get to that, though, be sure to like, share, subscribe. Um, subscribe to the Patreon that is version, that is patreon.com slash so version four, that is V E R S I O N, and then the number four. Um, Yeah, beyond that, enjoy the conversation. Hello, hello. Uh, this is Verse, and you're listening to, well, this is the version four podcast, and I'm with Alex. All right, so help me with this, K- Kachuta. Kashuta?
1: Kashuta? kashuta
0: kashuta kashuta nice all right i'm a ignorant I'm uh, american so my pronunciation is trash on all things
1: no worries i mean no one can pronounce this name i'm not actually sure it's pronounced this way i don't know exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced but we're just going to go with this uh canonical family version
0: nice that's cool all right so what? Well, I You're in like Europe, but are you actually European or I can't tell. Cause you actually have like a very close to what sounds like an American accent?
1: It's just fake enough <laughs> to tell you that it's not quite there. Yeah. The uncanny valley of, of weird accents. Um, I'm Romanian, so I'm in Transylvania right now where, where I'm from. That's usually a pretty, uh, pretty good icebreaker. Um, yeah. And I'm, I've returned to my roots to, to Transylvania.
0: Oh, Okay. But, but you are – are you actually American initially or like – Oh, just,
1: no. I'm Romanian. Oh, okay. I've actually just have never like a been really to good, the States.
0: Wow. You have a very impressive uh, faux-American accent. I don't know if it's deliberate, but I generally speaking, uh, uh, other – I don't know. You just It's the closest accent I've heard to, to like the U.S. accent for someone who hasn't been to the States, which is very really strange. That's cool though.
1: It's – uh, I think the the colonialism through media worked really well on me. Oh, like okay. I've watched so much television you can believe it's just imprinted. So, yeah, this this oh, is what television sounds okay. like.
0: That's dope. Which is funny cuz that's actually kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um because I during election time, I feel like the entire internet is about talks about American politics, which is really funny to me as a as an American as like it, it seems like it should only be us talking about it, but I understand that we have such like cultural like influence, I guess, that it becomes a world issue. So like, how, how does like, as a uh, non-American, how does like American politics kind of, what how, what's the importance and like significance to your life and things? With, yeah. yeah.
1: It it is a bit of a a weird kind of imposter situation, you know, it's definitely LARPing. I mean, I have no influence in the American election, except for maybe if I convince someone in America to vote a different way, which I don't think I can. I mean, I have no Um, influence
0: in the American election and I can vote. So, you know...
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, the voting thing is already, yeah, that's an even longer conversation, you know, how how important is voting, how legitimate is voting, Um, but I think why it's interesting for people outside of the U.S. is, um, it's kind of the cultural battleground of our days. There's two worldviews, you know, clashing, um, Mm -hmm. and because, you know, everything, you know, the personal is political and everything's downstream from politics, uh, it's, omnipresent in in wider culture as well. So whenever you're consuming like a Marvel movie or whatever you want to watch in American culture, it's like infused with woke politics. And if you're like, why is this so bullshit? You're like, oh, I have to check out what's going on in politics proper. And then you get involved with the Biden campaign and all sorts of weird stuff. So it's um, I think it's just kind of a good arena to to look at the forces that are... I don't know, affecting what's going on. I think you're frozen a little bit. Can you still hear me?
0: Yeah. I, no, I can still hear you. Yeah. It's got a cool. little jittery. Cool. So, yeah. So, so yeah, basically, like, if you're watching any of the movies or media or anything that we like pump out, we're, you're forced to interact with like woke stuff and just our politics in general, which is, which kind of brings like my point. I've made like the weird point where I feel like it's considering our like status as like, global like hegemon or whatever it seems like i always felt like, there's a lot of talk always about like russia collusion and chinese interference and stuff but i feel like we should just let everyone interfere since everyone has to deal with it anyway um but that's just me i'm like the only person who has that opinion um but i'm like it's, it might as well just be the world election since everyone's gonna like chime in anyway you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean it's it's slarping on so many levels even if you are involved even if you're not even if you're foreign if you're uh and and the whole you know russia collusion thing is also it's just i don't know like a a smoke and mirrors show as well i i don't know i think everyone should be you know like the olympics but on steroids just let everyone go as hard as they want and then see what happens it's uh should be should be interesting
0: it's the political olympics But I I don't actually think there's much Russian collusion. Most of, I don't generally believe much of the, uh, like that Russia's influencing much or that, I think China's influencing quite a bit, but, you know, outside of, I I think it's, again, as you said, like smoke and mirrors. Uh, So I was reading like your blog and some of the other articles that, you know, that you've linked to, like um, in your recent essays and stuff. So like, would you say that your, what would you say in your own words is like your, like, what is your, like, I don't know, not brand, I hate that term, but like, what is your like co- contribution? I don't know. What do you think? What are you, what are you about? What's your deal?
1: What's your personal what's brand? Um, yeah, what's the vibe? What is the vibe? I don't know. To be honest, I've kind of just been thrown into this whole Twitter thing. Cause I had a conversation with someone who's more like Twitter savvy, uh, like maybe two months ago. And then I was like, yeah, I gotta be on Twitter. Cause I was writing my blog for a longer time and like essays mm-hmm. about kind of stuff that was, I don't know, appearing in consciousness, and I don't know why I was interested in that stuff, but just going on Twitter, I was like, wait a minute, this this place is awesome. <laughs> so I've just kind of gotten hooked up with, you know, a few more, I don't know, influential people on Twitter. They kind of shared my stuff, and now I'm this, apparently I'm a representative of Trad Twitter, so I am definitely Trad. Um, so very, yeah, very base, and I'm kind of like anti-woke, anti <laughs> anti-SJW um kind of like post liberal post rational as well there's there are different venn diagrams where i fall into um i mean yeah i'm definitely not um kind of like a mainstream rationalist cuz that's where i get most of my hate from like sex positive post rationalist and rationalist women god god do they hate me well, so i'll
0: say I, I get hate from both them and the trad Twitter. You're going to be my representative because I'm blocked by every other trad Twitter girl. Uh, uh. So, <laughs> I don't know why actually, because I don't, I don't actually like, I don't think I do anything that particularly mean, but I, I'm literally, every time I try to look at uh, like a major account, I'm blocked by them. This is a recent development. I don't know why, but uh. so you, you're, what makes you, I mean, other than being, I know that, how do I phrase this? I know that, like, um, like I have some friends from, like, you know, various countries, and, like, I find that, like, cl- countries closer to the East Bloc, even though you know, is not technically, uh, like, tend to be a little f- further trad than, like, further, more westernized countries. I feel like you're, like, in the middle, like, the Lithuania, Romania, like, those, like, border countries tend to have in-between politics, in my experience, but I don't know that many, like, Estonians, Romanians, Lithu- like, the, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, like, is that kind of how, like, how did you find yourself in trad Twitter?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting development. I, I, because I mean... I don't think I was like a traditionalist growing up. I don't come from a family that has like strong moral values, or you know, it's, it's a bit of a turbulent you know childhood, as I think mm-hmm. it was pretty similar to a lot of people who were like raised by boomers and in the West as well. Um, I got my bachelor's degree, my major is in, in diversity management, which is like gender studies. So nice. yeah, I've, I've been I've been that girl. So I, and I moved to 100%. the West to do the whole you know uni thing. Got my masters, you know, travel to live black love for a while <laughs> and then uh, essentially i think why there's kind of this pattern in eastern europe is i feel like we have a bit of a more we're a bit closer to history so uh, and there was also this idea that um in the west you there's this promised land you know like once once we get aligned with the west once we get to the west you know where they have seven thousand types of chocolate Things are good because that's a country where things are good. But when you kind of clash with the civilization, if you spend a decade in the major metropoli of the West, you see that it's just a moral wasteland. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really does, sh- you know, shake you up because you're like, oh, you know, these people, I-, I remember what community was like. I remember, like, <laughs> fucking, you know, canning and doing all sorts of stuff with the children because I-, I grew up in a mountain village here in Romania. And, you know, obviously I rebelled against mm-hmm. that trad life and very, I was like,
0: very trad. Yeah,
1: like shit. That was really that. That was it. That was it. You know, I had to go the whole circle to come back to like really wanting to can stuff and do foraging. So obviously, this is not everything that trad encompasses, but it's kind of like I
0: mean, that, it's you're like cottage like, cottagecore. I like it. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I really do know how to do the whole, the whole shebang, the whole foraging, the whole the whole uh, preparation of, of foods for winter.
0: So you basically did gender studies, and then you you became the prodigal prodigal son, and then you returned now. So that's cool. Uh, the uh, so yeah, there's a lot there. So how did you like? What I mean, I understand. Like, I also have like a similar. Not I. I, I was always cosmopolitan. I was always living in the city, and and then I left to the mountains and I kind of whatever. But so I can't say I like grew up foraging and such. But I also like experience like moral decay even though i live in the actual states where like you know it, there has been a dramatic shift over the last like four years obviously the 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 wheel started turning decades ago but they even even like you know the um as like a frog is i guess the express i don't know if the expression translates but like the um frogs in the pot boiling right like they don't notice until the end uh, as the frog in the pot, I find the temperature has gotten very hot all, all of a sudden. And I wouldn't consider myself trad by any means, but the uh, uh, the appeal of, you know, this like liberal, like, you know, m- uh, morally ambiguous, like, you know, quote unquote woke utopia is n- no longer, doesn't really stand any longer. Um I can't say the same about everyone else around me, but it seems like I can't, I don't see it feel like people are nearly as like fulfilled as they were even a decade ago. Right. Is that like, is that, would you say that in outside of the U S that you've noticed a shift recently, or is it like, always? Oh, yeah. Has it, has this been like a recent shift or has it always kind of been the same over there too?
1: Um, I think it's been it kind of spiked for sure recently. So um, I spent the last almost five years in, in London uh, and I was working in tech there. And so London's kind of, I don't know, I think London's probably similar to like probably New York or, you know, mm-hmm. the big, the big metropolis of the world. Um, and I really feel like, like atomization, uh, a lack of community, you know, everything just gets delivered to your door. Um, it really it really felt like we were being pushed into the pod,
0: you know? And also, mm-hmm. like,
1: crime rates were really spiking, you know? Like, it really was dangerous to go outside at night. It was like, you know, everything converged to, to, you know, make you, okay, you know, it's probably best that I just stay at home, consume the Deliveroo, consume the Netflix, and, you know, that's the best place for me, um, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, it's, uh, or is that how we you don't have it? Li- we-
0: no, we don't have Deliveroo. That's why I just thought it was a. I like the name of that. We have like Amazon. Like everyone has Amazon, but I mean, like delivery is not a service we have. We have like a Seamless and a Uber Eats.
1: Uber Eats kind of like an Uber Eats thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the one you know, one of one of the many. Um, and yeah, you just you're just kind of supposed to. I think the, the only safe thing to do. In a way is just consume consume mm-hmm. the cool things you know just assume your position as the consumer uh, and also identify as a consumer like you know mm-hmm. people don't really because you can't identify with you know where you're from because you're you're part of the metropolis you know you don't have a language obviously because we all speak english we all kind of went to the same you know high level unis we all say it studied the same whatever critical theory slop that they fed us and then mm-hmm. now we're now we're conversing about it uh, at the water cooler, like Orange Man Bed, yeah, Orange Man Bed. Uh, and it's all very neutral and no one wants to step away from that. And the only escape is into, you know, more and more, I don't know, Amazon orders. And I don't know, it feels like this, it's not even the hedonic treadmill. It's like a hedonic hamster wheel. It's just like mm-hmm. really... Really tedious, really tedious, and there's no escape because no one wants to cooperate with you to escape because they're all in the mm-hmm. same thing together, and it's just—I um, don't know—it's just really alienating.
0: I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I in my brief experience doing like the woke uh, corporate life, it, it it gets really tedious, and like you, yeah, you can't deviate from opinions, it's, it's just consume, identify with the next Marvel movie, the next cape shit. And yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, so I, would you like what made you you actually studied gender theory. It's like what made you what was like your switch moment like I guess your quote unquote red pill moment like that where like the whole thing kind of collapsed? Was it just like the the tedium or is it something more significant? Yeah,
1: I think it was actually just talking to some another woman. Who called me out on my shit once and she was kind of like this anti-feminist and uh we were she was like really a respectable person kind of like the new atheist circle in romania like more about 10 years ago just after i finished my bachelor's and Mm -hmm. she was like you know because i was fresh off the off the uni and i was like just like brimming with you know judith butler just you know, wanting to fire hose everyone with my with my woke scolding, and uh, then she just came in in like two minutes. She, I think she sent me like something from Honey Badger Radio or some like Karen Strawn or something, and I was like, "What's this?" And I remember I was like, I was hate watching it first, and then I was like, and then it kind of seeped in, kind of trickled in, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute," <laughs> and it was like a really like brutal, brutal red pill. So. And then I changed okay. quite, quite quickly. And I also, I read The Blank Slate, which surprisingly was like a really big moment for me because I was like a total blank slater before that. I was like, okay, yeah, so- Yeah, that's, uh,
0: that's the blog, right?
1: Uh, it's a, a book by Steven Pinker, who is, you know- Oh, no, much- I, yeah,
0: gotcha. I've never read Steven Pinker, but yes.
1: Yeah, he's he's pretty much very normie now with his enlightenment takes and all this stuff. So I'm I'm not completely aligned with Steven Pinker, but he had this book, The Blank Slate, which is essentially, you know, about um, this idea that, you know, everything that, that, you know, influences culture that people do is uh, downstream from, you know, social influence. Everything's kind of socially constructed. What he said in there Mm -hmm. is that, you know, a lot of stuff is nature and he was giving like lots of examples how, you know, how ingrained nature is and how, you know, twin studies, all the, all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is also extremely important because, you know, if it's not all socially constructed and if there is, there are in, ingrained and born things, then, um, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to change and it's hard to, you know, influence through feminist re- rhetoric or something.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you say – I'm going to use you as, like, the uh, the spokeswoman here for, the, for women because I generally – most of my audience is male, and I think most of them have very limited interaction with women. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – so what would you say is, like, what do you think the actual appeal is? Because, like, I have, like, my theories about what the appeal of, like, feminism and, like, this ideology is from a woman's perspective, but it doesn't seem particularly, like, on paper particularly appealing. So I – what do you think is – what gets – the hook in with women in the modern era?
1: Mm, well, I think, um, you know, at least for me, when I, when I was in college and I, and I heard from my professors that there, there was this one discipline where you're the center of the universe and mm. you're particularly oppressed And you're, you know, you have a really hard time and whatever failures you might have accumulated up to this point, we've got a pretty good explanation for why that happened. It had nothing to do with any of your things. It was, uh, it was the dudes. So when we've got like 15 tomes of of information here for you to consume, uh, to educate yourself and to to confirmation bias the shit out of this thing. And, uh, and Yeah.
0: I almost spat my water out when you said like with, that the first thing you said was there's there's this uh you know ideology where you're the center of the universe and i'm I'm dead because that's i it's it's that is uh at least uh what's the word at least like stereotypically very like <laughs> like the, the the what I would like make a joke about like well why a woman would choose like feminism that is that's the winner but okay yeah that makes sense i mean uh i did it i mean I did it for every reason why every other dude in college does it it's just like they like the girls who like it and you know they're like you know Do you. <laughs> I mean yeah well back then I did you know back then because I, I was in college in like the very beginning of the 10s so like 2009 to like whatever so it was just starting to get woke so like I was like cutting edge by being woke right so it was like you know it was a better had better leverage back then and you know I like you know really you know lied to myself into believing it and I even was, like, doing the vegan thing. I was, like, real – I got real deep. Plus, I was already into philosophy, so it was, like, pretty easy to be like, oh, yeah, I read Judith Butler, and I, you know, I, I don't, I'm all about, like, post-structuralism because I was reading it anyway, right? Uh, but, you know, once for, – for men, at least, I can say, like, once I, like, left college and, like, experienced, like, reality again, it all kind of just seemed stupid. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. we're not in the fake – Pseudo society that they create for twenty year olds because we hate them, right? Like I, I like I, I have like the theory that like that we put them we put all the eighteen to twenty two year olds away in a fake society because they're like the worst people on the planet and no one wants to deal with them. Um, so you know it, it kind of shakes it's it, it gets shaken off for most I think normal people the second they reenter society, but I mean increasingly I'm seeing that like women, predominantly women are not like it's just. Phil, it's just uh, seeping into just day to day life. And like, what do you think the cause of that is? Because you I understand in college, because everyone's a little bit narcissistic there. But why is it extending out into like people's 30s and 40s and stuff?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, what I said before, it's just like, you know, this just totalizing ideology for all your problems. But it's also essentially the only explanation women get for why they might be having a bad time, and I feel like a lot of women are mm. having a pretty bad time with like being, you know, a cog in the machine, and you know, having to <laughs> have the conversations by the water cooler, um, yeah. not getting to, you know, have families, not getting to have children for either monetary reasons or because the culture says that you know one extra baby is going to kill a polar bear or you know <laughs> whatever whatever the newest antinatalist thing is. Or because it's not fun, you know, you want an extra five years, maybe you freeze your eggs, which doesn't work, by the way. Yeah, it doesn't uh, work at
0: all. That one that one actually breaks my heart because I see so many ads in New York City about, um, you know, about, you know, cryo stuff. And I've never, I've read so many articles about how, like, it just fails. And it's, 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 that one, that one's really sad, it, but continue, Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's 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 super sad, and you know, there's just also like the pill, which is kind of this, this I don't know, this axe that's been wielded against the relationship between men and women, where you're like, okay, you know, you you have this freedom device, and you should be taking it all the time. Doesn't matter, you know, you can get it over the counter. Uh, it's fine, you know. There's no long term effects, so there are because you know we we can't know if there are any long term effects because we've barely had a few generations on them. So there's like. Just, I don't know, just a few a few data points that really mess up women's lives that are not acceptable explanations for, for why, you know, their are actual problems. Uh, and then the only acceptable explanation, which is propped up by, you know, woke capital as well, is that, you know, it's the men. It's, it really is the men. Like, you know, you, you're having a hard time balancing family and work. Uh, it's because of patriarchy. You need like uh, government subsidized childcare. You know, you need someone outside taking your child while you while you're a better cog in the machine. Because that's obviously why you're sad because you're not at work enough. So the, the explanations are just ludicrous. So yeah, yeah it's, it's it's just really nutty to me. And the fact that women don't see it and women really don't see it, I think it's just the pandering. It's the fact that you know when you're in the middle of the the totalizing ideology where everything spins around you. And you're like this deserving goddess. Well, why would you even care to look outside? Why would you even care to you know analyze other causalities that might be might be messing you up? It's it's easy to just say, okay, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's them that did it to me. So I don't know. It's uh, it's it's kind of I don't know. I hope I I talk to women almost every day now who write me and say, oh, you know, I believe the same thing. And I think there's like quite uh, you know, a movement. I hope <laughs> the movement of women that kind of see through it. Um, but I, I also have to say that a lot of the women that I know from, you know, from working in the big cities of Europe, they, they don't get it. They're just they're oh, yeah. stuck in the machine.
0: Absolutely zero people I run into in like New York city are even like close to getting it. Um, I, I've lived in like the rural parts of, uh, of the U S and also in the cities. Um, And I'm leaving the city very soon, actually. Um, And in the rural parts, it's still, like, I mean, the kind of, like, the the funny part of, like, New York City is everyone here is from somewhere else, and they kind of, like, hate their town, they bounce, and they come to the city. Uh, But, like, all my friends from, like, North Carolina, which is where I was from, they're all married and have kids already, which, and, like, I'm about 30, so that's, like, the normal time to do it. Uh, So, but, like, here, absolutely no person I meet is even considering, like, you know, I generally speak to people like 25 to 40 I guess and Even up to like late 30s people are still like No 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 I'll put it off which is kind of like I don't know it just seems like For I understand like the easy answer But there seems to be like something deeper of Like some kind of rejection of some kind of Like uh, Traditional conservative Like there's like a very anti Like conservative Conservatism like the devil type of thing Where like they are willing to lie to themselves about like, you know, the ability to have kids later just so that they can avoid being like their parents or being like the the small town they came from, which which is very sad. It's also like very immature in a lot in a lot of ways. I don't know. I feel like one of the things that's the like the most important part of adulthood is kind of like for quote unquote like forgiving your parents or whatever. And I don't I don't feel like people are doing that any longer because they can like you know demonize their parents or demonize the values that their parents held held as like being like in- indicative of like colonialism or like white supremacy or what have you which is it's painful to see but, yeah yeah um so uh what is like hmm yeah, so like I don't know. So like you're, I'm, you brought up the pill, and I like to, and we talk about the pill a lot on my on my podcast. Funny enough, uh, do you do you think it's just like I don't know if you've ever been on it. I don't, I don't know if that's a personal question or not. But like we always like um, talk about how like it changes the people you're attracted to. It changes like your like hormonal makeup. It's like it you know adds to depression and things like that. Like are we you know I always you know I want to look at like data and stuff, and I know that it affects like sixty percent of people that way or, or about. Um, Did you you ever use it or like have any experience with that or know people who like change fundamentally after they use it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've looked, I've looked at the data and I've been on it for a while. To be mm-hmm. honest, I didn't really feel any change, but also there's like subtle things like who you're attracted to. Like I don't really have a comparison sample to see like yeah. the change did it not change. Um, I know a lot of my friends had like vicious like side effects from it, like to the point mm-hmm. where they just couldn't use it. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the uncontrovertible good even while you're taking it. But I think, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a societal dimension, the fact that you know, just literally sterilize a whole generation of women, like a lot of children back in the day would, mm-hmm. you know, have be surprised babies, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, because we're all like sterilized, like some farm animal. And um, it's and, and also like the, the long term hormonal impacts of it are just like, woefully understudied. I mean, I'm I'm looking for data on this, there's not mm-hmm. that much there's not that any there's not anything like longitudinal studies or anything it's all i think you know i think in science as well because people are like oh you, you should trust the science you know you trust the science up to the point where a lot of scientific endeavors are not really studied because no one wants to fund them because they're politically inconvenient you know would yeah. you want to discredit the the freedom machine for women you wouldn't so you just leave it alone and maybe you don't really you don't really look at it too much Um, and I think there's, there's maybe some, some part of that in this as well. You know, you don't want to be the guy that say, oh, the pill really makes you crazy. Well, (laughs) it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a a tough one. I don't know. I I hope there's going to be more science. Yeah. I wish, I wish I was had more illuminating facts to to share with Mm -hmm. you. One thing I know that, you know, it it really has, has hard impacts on people when they take it. Um, so.
0: No, we're pro, we're pro and uh, we're pro, uh anecdotes and intuition here uh you know i always call scientists idiots but that i can do that because i have a hard science degree so i'm allowed to like just shit on scientists all day but uh <laughs> the uh so um wait, i had a oh yes yeah, so you said like a lot of your life fa- uh i guess fans followers are like the rationalist you can shit on my like rationalist women um would you consider yourself like post rat I, I see this term post rat post rationalist all the time on the on the whatever on the timeline and uh I, I feel like I don't ever interact with that because I, I very actively eschew any type of, like, seeming like I'm smart. I try my hardest to, like, get rid of everyone who's, you know, who's, like, very, like, up their own ass. That's my, like, goal <laughs> on my on my Twitter. You're only allowed to stay on my Twitter if you like to read books, but don't tell anyone about it. Um, but, yeah, so, like, do you feel like, like, so what's your, like, what is your connection to the rationalist woman type of part of it? Um, um, I don't know. I,
1: I kind of like, uh, yeah, the rational space is to I think at least like eighty percent male still. Um, I, I just really I like some of the people associated with it. Like I think there's some super super smart people just kind of looking at things from a different scale. Like I, I kind of bring that kind of rationalist background, like kind of the Less Wrong blog and stuff like that. You know. Um, Slate Star Codex and stuff that I used to read back in the day, but it, it, it has informed my evolution. And I'm still kind of, you know, like, I don't know if you know Robin Hansen. I'm kind of a fan of, like, signaling yeah. theory. Um, then there's uh, Rocco Mijic, which is, like, a, yeah, just a really smart guy. He's kind of, like, a philosopher of sorts. So there's a few people in the rational space. And I think Rocco, at least, I think he's kind of moving into post-rationalism because I think the... To me, I don't really know what the canonical interpretation of post-rational is, but it's I think it's the the realization that it's impossible to be rational, essentially. And you're essentially, mm-hmm. you know, you're <clears throat> you're taking a few bits of data and then you're making this model and then you're, you know, puking out some conclusion, but you're, you know, you have a window on the world that's like this big and reality is like, you know, three sixty and you're you're making predictions and making, you know, decrees about reality when your your data set's just really narrow because you cannot comprehend everything. You know, complexity. You can't really, you know, things inside you, things outside you. They all converge to to make your predictions pretty shitty. Which is, I guess, you know, what we see with, uh, with climate predictions as well.
0: Hmm. Yes, yeah, true. Um. See, this is funny. I guess kind of funny to me, but I I come from like math, so. There's a mathematician Godel, um, and there's like Godel's incompleteness theorem, and in from my perspective, like the ability to be rational, like and like pure log um, logicism and like pure logic and all this stuff was like dis debunked and discredited in like the 40s. Um, but then I realized that I guess most people don't, you know, keep up with things of that nature, right? Like they don't, people don't know the Godel incompleteness theorem and things like that, where it's like he like proved empirical. Well, I guess rationally that like, this is, it's impossible to be rational, which, but like beyond that, I guess, what do you, was the, I guess the appeal is like, there's like a, when we remove religion and stuff like that from society, people want to like have a firmer, something like to ground themselves with. So is that like the, I guess that's the appeal of like being on the rationalist part of the internet. I don't, I never got into less wrong. Um, I mean, I was, I did the whole atheism thing, but I came from like the philosophy perspective Mm-hmm. um in like you know when when i was big but
1: uh yeah i think I know. you know rationalism really did come in to to fill in the the religion gap and then you also have like the effect of altruism and you know it's essentially trying to reinvent christianity for nerds uh yeah. but really like janky and <laughs> not really working um and um you know what what is the appeal of rationalism it's um it tries to be morally neutral, it tries to kind of remove, you know, the layers. And it's, it's got a good, it's got a good appeal for like anti-woke people who just kind of mm. try to rise above the, and just kind of see what the effects are like. Uh, and people talk about like, you know, antinatalism, they talk about population growth or decline. They talk about, you know, you know, HPD, stuff like that, that, you know, no mm. one else wants to touch. And these forums mm. talk about it because they're like above it uh, or whatever. There is there's always the thing is, that these forums have all been captured by woke people they're literally all these communities they've collapsed in on themselves but you know they keep respawning little forums and stuff and you know there's there's some genuinely interesting conversation happening there and i think you know it's just yeah the aftermath of new atheism and people trying to create some some sort of structure um but i also see a lot of people from those spaces kind of you know, becoming Catholics and stuff. So, yeah. you know, it, it does kind of, you know, after one point, you just kind of give it up and you're like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I need something to plug and play.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think that atheism, um, the, the rationality thing actually works really well. I mean, I know that the basis of like atheism in like the Dawkins era, and whatever was like on like rationality and science or whatever. But I, I, I do think that that lends it's a far more to like wokeness than it does to like a more like secular Christianity that they're like, that people are really trying to get out of it because wokeness kind of is like secular Protestantism. Um, And like that, like, you know, I'll come all ye and welcome to inclusion stuff that they're trying to, that the woke crowd is like preaching, despite it being like a Marxism type of vibe, It, 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 you kind of fall into that regardless of what you try to do. Um, especially when you like remove like a ideal from the a conversation. In this case, like ideal being like God or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. So people are trying to recreate Christianity because they're they're lost and depraved and whatever. Uh, so like, what's, <laughs> why? I, I I don't know. I I I have a very strange perspective on things because I, apparently I come from a very strange background. So. Um, so I've missing all i missed all these conversations because like I, you know, it came from like, I started out in the cosmopolitan woke life and then I turned into like, I, I lived in like the Christian so, uh, South and then I like, you know, rebelled and did a bunch of drugs and I missed all these like in, in intermittent phases where people are trying to like reclaim Christianity with with uh, atheist morality but it, Cause during that time I was very much like, "eh, fuck it. Let's just do drugs and, you know, be nihilistic. Um, but, and I, and I got unfortunately missed that whole era because, you know, I just, I got the quick shortcut, which is do enough drugs and you realize that this is incredibly unfulfilling and it only takes like a year as opposed to like, you know, taking 60 <laughs> if years. If you do of it like, hard <laughs> enough. Yeah. If you do it hard <laughs> enough. Yeah. It's like a year. And then you're like, Oh, okay, this is dumb. Maybe I should do something else. Um, but I guess like most people don't do the direct route. Um, So, yeah, so you mentioned like anti natalism a lot. So, like, what's your relationship with children? I I feel like I should actually ask a woman now with like children in like the modern era, especially with like how expensive they can be and, you know, marriage and et cetera, et cetera. Like, what's your relationship with natalism?
1: Natalism. I'm at this point in my life. I'm very pro I'm married, so I mean, it's all it's all in the works. I don't have to, thank you. I don't have children yet, but uh, yeah, I'm recently married, so you know, we're trying to trying to be good good Catholics or whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's all in the works. Um, yeah, I mean, my relationship with children is um, you know yeah want want to have <laughs> so I, I don't know it's it is it is a bit weird because you know I, no one around me has children so it's definitely kind of like i'm kind of like jump starting this from almost like an ideological point where i'm just like okay i'm going to sort this out i'm going to be you know the pioneer of the children having children movement um <laughs> And it's, it's, it is weird. Cause I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a super spring chicken, you know, it's not like I'm 22 and I'm like, Oh yeah, obviously I'm very early at this game, you know, but it's, um, for some, for some mysterious reason, you know, my friends in the city—they just don't have children, or they'd like to have children, but there's, you know, you know, they want to have a more serious relationship. They go through all this, you know, updating and they don't really want anyone, and it's just like all this like perpetual limbo where they're like, yeah, you know, so maybe I can freeze my eggs, or you know, they get into this this idea that ah, whatever, it's it's fine. I'm sure they'll they'll invent something so I can have children at 57. And you know, it's just kind of moving the 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 goal that we're like kicking the ball down yeah. the down the field, yeah. And I don't know. I think I just kind of got my courage together and said, you know, we, we need to, I need to really, yeah, take the leap. So,
0: do you do you find like, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think a lot of people are against it from like the? You think more of it's ideological? Or do you think more of it's like the pri- the cost prohib- prohibition of like children? Like, do you feel like children in the Monterey Are is truly cross, cost prohibitive? I can't speak today. Or is it just like people are just saying that as an excuse?
1: I personally think it's it's more of an excuse because, you know, mm. I'm just thinking about like, you know, our grandparents, <laughs> like, yeah. you know at least my grandparents, they came from like these cluster families and they were like barely had any food to feed them. You know, this is like, you know. Pre-communist Eastern Europe, you know, there are quite a few children. Um, it's obviously it, it comes it's downstream from values. You know, it's it's not a value anymore to you know having children. is kind of like like you said, it's kind of like this thing my dad used to do. You know, or like oh, you know, it's 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 a conservative thing to to want a family. It's a bit it's a bit fash. You know, to have some some kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's just not a trendy thing to do. Your peer group doesn't do it. You know, everyone's just kind of putting it off. And, um, you know, once you have children, you kind of have to leave your, your, like, cosmopolitan life behind because, you know, Mm -hmm. your friends are all, you know, smoking weed and chilling out and doing stuff that can't involve babies. So, you know, your life isn't set up for children at the moment. Life is set up for perpetual adolescence and then you, maybe mm-hmm. you turn 40 and if you're a guy, you're still cool and if you're a girl, you're, you're screwed and no one really <laughs> tells you that there's a difference between men and women, which is also a bit of a, so
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's not part of the, the consciousness of our generation. Children are just not part of, I think that's the biggest, like, antinatalist black bill. It's like children are an inconvenience there's something you put off until you just can't handle it anymore and uh and there's also you know the career aspect you know you want to have your career settled and you know it's it's also a bit a bit nutty to to prioritize your career especially as a woman and before your family for most women that is
0: yes that is another thing I, i definitely have a question about like what's the you're just, you're again, you're going to be the, uh, uh, our, our window into women in, on the whole, uh, but uh, what do you think? Like, I, I can't imagine that like, the thing that confuses me the most is the career thing with women. I, I know that I, obviously like the modern era, we're all told you got to have a career, you got to have a career, but, and like, you know, women are kind of pretend, they kind of pretend that there's no difference between men and women in that sense. But I mean, from my perspective, from like with studies and like, you know, with women I speak to, I know that like they studies have shown generally speaking that women just aren't happy if they don't have kids and also, and like take the career path entirely. Um And I understand everyone wants to do something cause life kind of, you need to have a purpose, but like, what is like, do you, do you really feel like women, like the appeal truly is like to a woman is like the career in the modern era. Like, I don't, I can't imagine that like, it's that fulfilling. Cause like, even as a dude, like, I mean, I, you know, I, I, pretty much only focus on my career because that's just what dudes do, but, like, I I can't see the, like, on a core level, women are, like, really, like, gung-ho about their career. I know that, like, I hear it, like, talked about a lot, but it it just doesn't really seem like that aligns with, like, the, what I would perceive as, like, the, the female essence or...
1: Yeah. I think the the female essence has been chased out of culture quite a lot. Like there's it's it's not nothing it's, nothing's aligned with like, you know, female essence. There's no like female archetypes that people are, are living through now. It's just, you know, it's this this concept that um you want to be aligned, you know, as a woman. In general, women tend to adhere to norms because they're pretty agreeable, you know, they're they're high in conscientiousness. They just want to, you know, they want to go along to get along and they will adapt. Most women, obviously, on average, you know, they're outliers, but most women will adapt to, to what the norms are in the time. And at the moment, the norm is kind of guided by global capital. You know, you want to be, you know, a meritocratically elected member of this super class that's working for the big corporation and wields the power and influence in society, has a clout, you know, is a, is a super producer, super consumer. Cause that's what, what a person is this androgynous super producer, super consumer. Uh, and that's what women will want to do because that's high status. And, you know, whatever's high status is that is where, you know, people are going to migrate and to be high status, you have to kind of be a dude nowadays and women, you know, they, they go along and they become a dude, but, I know, you know, if you give a woman, like many women, some some drinks and ask them, like, "Oh, do you really enjoy your career?" And they're like, "Oh, god, <laughs> it's exhausting," yeah. because it is. It's like it's just, and and also there's also some weird tensions in, in the office, and you know, if, if you're a little bit higher in neuroticism and stuff like that, you really take things a bit more seriously. You know, things affect you. It's like you know, mm-hmm. I don't think I know anyone who doesn't have anxiety or slash, you know, depression. Uh, who's working in in you know the city centers of the world and it's it's just really a like high cortisol high stress environment all the time and you also kind of have to pretend you're liking it which is, which is a, which is a weird thing because just yeah. like you know that's part of the culture you have to be really like gung ho about it and like yeah you know I really really want to send in the PowerPoint presentation because that's my mm-hmm. that's my thing so. I mean, I say that. I mean, I have I have a career that I enjoy. I've I've built my way up to this point, and I, I do have a job. I'm not like just unemployed and and tweeting. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's you know I've kind of arranged it in such a way that I can work, work remotely. It's just a fun job. I love the team. So yeah, if I had to be like a, a woke capital cog, I don't think I would enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the, the the depression and the pretending you like it is definitely definitely resonates. Um, I feel like, uh, there was something you said there that I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, but yeah, when you get, when you get a few drinks into women, they definitely like lose their, the, the charade kind of drops. Um, and I, and I get, and I know it's from a male perspective, like it's definitely still high stress, but like, there's something intriguing about the stress. Like, like I kind of crave the stress, like at all like if i'm not stressed out enough i feel like depressed so like as a dude like i i'm looking for that all the time like i'm always putting myself into like i mean that's the kind of appeal for male for sports and that's like the appeal to like white dudes are like aggressive like the stress kind of like calms us down a bit so like that's but then i know that like from my experience in like the corporate world the addition of like women into like the into the mix there's a lot there's always a lot more like po- politics and a lot more like interpersonal things that like a lot of interpersonal management stuff and a lot of like you know I, like a lot of diversity meetings and like you know making sure like framing things correctly and it does it definitely changes the dynamic of the office and that actually was the part, what made me leave in a lot in a large part it was that I just couldn't that became being to began to overshadow like the actual job like I spent more time managing office, office politics than we did like actually doing things. And then like, you started to like, once you tried to like, actually like get, just get things done, it became more of a problem than like, I would get in trouble for just trying to like, just do the job. So, so that, and that I think is very strange, especially when like, I mean, I understand like bull capital is like, you know, the idea from my perspective, the idea about capital is like, it's trying to like include more people cause then it adds more production cause it's just trying to grow. But then it seems like it's also eating itself in that way in that, like you, it's not actually being more productive on the whole when a lot of the productivity is being wasted on internal conflict. But yeah. I, maybe I'm missing something. Um, I, I mean, I see all the advertising, every company wouldn't be switching to woke advertising if it wasn't working. So Clearly, I'm missing something.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you think about it from the from the consumer side, like you know, I think women make about eighty percent of spending decisions. So they're the ones who care, yeah. and they're the ones being pandered to. So, you know, if if I was a woman who's really concerned about woke stuff, which you know many are, you know, I'd probably want to woke, work with the most the wokest of the woke, and That's yeah, true. and buy from them. So, um, but yeah, I think your your point about you know the dynamics changing in offices. Um, it's it it really does like there's you know <laughs> men relate to women differently women relate to women differently uh you know it's 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 quite a there, there are very specific relationship styles that happen um between and also there's obviously like sexual tension which you right. know is something you can't really ignore you just kind of have to pretend that nothing's really going on and Um, You know, there's also all this like buddying after work and stuff like that, you know, stuff happens. It's a a complicated jungle to navigate, but everyone needs to pretend that nothing's really going on and that we're all just like these androgynous, you know, cogs, you know, going about our business and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no tension. And if there is tension, it's some dude's fault. Um, which is kind of a it's kind of a, a, a weird thing, um, but I guess you know it's kind of the price of entry to have these these companies to 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 pretend that everything's kind of homogenous because you couldn't really work together if people just confronted, you know, the the um, the elephant in the room, which mm-hmm. you know the the scary thing is that you know the elephant in the room might set women back. But at the same time, you know, there's just all this anguish, all this depression, all this anxiety that doesn't get treated, that doesn't, or it gets treated with SSRIs and therapy, but it doesn't get treated at the source where it's like, you know, how can we make life better for women? Because women aren't Mm -hmm. like thriving or anything. They're just being dudes badly. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not, it's not making anyone better. It's not making these companies better. It's not making their relationship with men better and it's not making Mm -hmm. them any, any happier. So it's you know it's something that our culture really needs to reckon with you know both for men's sake and also for women's sake
0: mhm yeah that's true yeah they're not thriving and they're doing and they're being dudes poorly uh and i know that like very often i'm seeing like dudes like uh like you know retreat from the corporate life and like moving on to like do their own enterprises and like a lot of like the like a lot of my followers are from crypto from the cryptocurrency like part of twitter and uh, and that like a lot of the appeal for crypto for dudes is just like it's just a very male heavy space like more than any other space it's like almost entirely men and and it lets them just like be like dudes and how they've always wanted to like behave um, the uh, but I think that that like it's it's starting to but it's even this like woke stuff is starting to like bleed into crypto and that like you know Coinbase recently um, there was like kind of a coup inside of Coinbase and they tried to make coinbase be more political and the and brian armstrong just like made a severance package for woke people if they want it it's like really nice severage package actually and a lot of people just took it just because it's like a great severage package but he was just like we're not going to do that and you can have this if you want but um and like you know there's a little bit of a, a stand there that's being taken but on the whole it's it is it has seeped into every uh every single industry yeah. um do you, do you think there's, um, in your opinion, do you think there's going to be like an end it, or do you think it's just going to continue to ramp up and get worse? Cause I want to believe that it's going to end in the next, within the decade, but I also could easily see it just never going away.
1: Mm, yeah. I think I have a, a kind of like a bit of a pessimist like accelerationist view on, on wokeness. Uh, I think there's, uh-huh. um, the factors that led to its blooming, um, they're not abating or anything. Like, I mean, even mm-hmm. whoever wins the election, you know, it's going to get worse. It's going go. to—it's probably going to get worse with more screaming because of Trump, uh, but it's going to get worse silently and, you know, heavier through the institutions under Biden. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's no force stopping it. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, Interesting way. I think we're going to have a, a, a lot of people kind of, you know, leave the mainstream. Um, but in, in the halls of power, in the institutions in you know, media, there's still going to be that's that's the hegemonic, you know, culture at the moment. Because you can't really have world capital. You can't have globalized world without this presumption of equality that's, that's the, that's the thing it works on. You know, it kind of has to promise you that you can meritocratically rise through the ranks and become CEO of Amazon and, you know, that everyone can do it. And that's kind of, you know, we're, we're inclusive, anyone, anyone in the world can come, you know, get, get the reins to power, but that's just not true. And they just, they would never admit to that. So they just let everyone squabble in all of these oppression Olympics and stuff at the bottom, just to, you know, prove that, 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 it's not, it's not, you know, inherent inequality or, you know, the fact that some people are can do certain tasks better than other people can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just a problem is um, is oppression. It's some mm-hmm. someone, someone's got their boot boot on your neck, and you need to you need to address that before you can even question what Jeff Bezos is doing today.
0: Yeah, that that is um, a good thing you mentioned about like. I, 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 as an American, we're kind of isolated, so we forget that, like, the world, I mean, like, the world has to get, the entire world essentially is trying to, they're trying to incorporate that into, like, this global little capitalness, capital system or whatever. But, like, there is going to be a lot of difficulty, uh, I guess, like, you know, incorporating a lot of countries and a lot of, like, societies into this whole, you know, spiel. Um, I know, like, I mean, in Europe, I mean... There, this is like the whole diversity thing with like, I don't know, I, I know you guys actually have to deal with like um, other countries and a lot more like travel and stuff like i mean the, you're, in the US There's travel into the US but like, it's not like, and there's a lot of immigration too, but there's, it's limited because we're on the other side of the planet from most of like most countries, but I can I can only imagine what it's like if, if we were more central. I don't know, like I don't follow EU politics much because again I'm American, but I know that there's a lot of issues with like you know immigration from different countries and like you know obviously there's like the whole the French beheading thing that was going on. Like I feel like there's you guys experience like the globalism more directly and more you know at a quick far quicker pace than the, than we do. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: There's, there's lots of immigration pressure just because there's such a such a big difference in, in wealth in, in the countries of Europe, like Eastern Europe is kind of like the second world, you know, there's huge immigration pressure from Eastern Europe to Western Europe. And then Western Europe's like, you know, stones throw away from, from North Africa. And you can imagine there's huge immigration pressure from there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the countries in the south of Europe who are like not very wealthy, but they're transit countries and there's like huge, mm-hmm. you know, camps and, and you know, criminality and things like that. So it's, it's a battleground and also with brexit which was such a such a dramatic time it was there yeah, when that when was in the uk and people were literally crying in the office and i was yeah. just like jesus christ people just calm down
0: yeah so that was i wish i uh put money on trump when brexit happened but i, I at the time i was in denial and still kind of semi woke. but it's okay i put money on him this time but uh
1: yeah. I was, I was thinking about doing that as well. And like, I feel maybe it's, maybe it's my echo chamber, but I'm I'm willing to lose some money on my echo chamber. I feel like, oh, it's yeah. like stuff is too, is too nuts, man. I can't, can't go. I mean, like Hunter Biden, what's what's up with that? <laughs> Hunter Biden's
0: crazy. The the laptop's crazy. And like, and like, there's not like, I know that generally speaking, the media likes to exaggerate. And, but in this time they're downplaying it. Like cities were on fire. Like I have videos of like walking down New York city streets and like, there's flames in the streets and everything is destroyed. Like, there i can't imagine anyone in good faith despite what the media is showing them about like peaceful protests like i cannot imagine trump not winning again um because like uh, like every every major not even major like semi-major city in the the country is on fire or was on fire at some point not any longer but i don't know yeah it seems it's a very strange time
1: it was. Like, I remember even in London, just seeing how deceptive the media was and just what it, what it didn't want to cover. Like, I was in London once and there was, I think, some incident with the police, kind of similar, like in the American dynamic. Uh-huh. And I think one guy, I don't remember this exactly, but I think some guy fell off a scooter where, where there was a police chase. He died. Uh, and then there was literally riots in, in right close to where I was living, you know, people just smashing stuff and like not a peep only on Twitter. Some people filmed it mm-hmm. and not a peep from the media, no one really said anything. Um, and it felt a bit strange to me. Cause like any little, you know, woke incident gets coverage all over someone, I don't know, said something bad about Islam and you know, they got fired from their job. And then you have this riot in front of my house, which is like, like a seething hub of criminality anyway. Like my mm-hmm. neighbor stabbed his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you no, know, no one really cares. And, um, and no one covers it like this is just like this is stuff that's um that's just not mentionable and you know i feel like you know people do see this stuff they're not like how stupid do you think we are (laughs) that's my question yeah
0: yeah it it is a crazy time i'm actually like researching for my next like podcast episode um about like and like i'm reading about like wikipedia and how um I, Nick Land was the one who retweeted it, but like, like the way that the wik- Wikipedia editorial process happens, and like how it's just essentially just phasing out what the like um, alternative theories to like wokeness and not like act. I mean, actively and also passively, just changing what like what is true, and and people try to like people like to think of like Wikipedia as like neutral, and it's it, even even things that are, like are quote unquote neutral are like very are being like overwritten with. The woke ideology. So things are a little bit bleak for me right now. Obviously, social media is uh, censoring everything. The the mainstream media is not showing things. It's, it does seem like things are uh, at a very uh, at a boiling point.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's that's a scary thing to me as well because they can just disappear you. It's like you know, it's like Soviet Soviet Union, you know, all over again. It's like they can oh, yeah. and I and I know it's like, oh, it's just social media, but that's that's your clout. That's you know, that's 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 an important thing nowadays. And they can just unperson you and then just like, oh, community standards, whatever, or some some weird, you know, non explanation and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 really scary, and also the fact that you know they're they're changing like dictionary definitions, and it used to happen slowly, like the whole frog thing. Yeah. You know, they used to boil it, but now they've just like turned up the heat hardcore because they're they're probably trying to you know hedge stuff for Biden so that you know things things look really rosy. But I think they're they're overplaying their hand, at least to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean how, how how glaring can this stuff? become Um, but the thing is I also don't have like the normie perspective on this like what does the average normie get to see out of all of this insanity Um, because I feel like if people actually saw what they're doing like you know the the side-by-side dictionary entry they Mm -hmm. they know but I mean, they probably see, you know, some, some you know, anti-right-wing propaganda, you know, funneled to them 24-7. And even when they see, like, data points like this, they're like, oh, yeah, at least I'm not a Nazi or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Ideology is a hell of a a drug in this case. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they they just, as long as it's not, like, as long as they can call it a right-wing conspiracy or if they can, like, you know, know, paint it on Trump or blah, 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 then most people are just going to let it just fly right by like oh you know they're centering people but it's there's mostly centering hate speech so it's fine like as long as they can kind of like give it i guess a plausible explanation that is their uh go-to but we can't leave the audience on this on this heavy black pill so what is what is keeping you sane uh amidst uh this turmoil what do you what you keep the audience saying during the turmoil
1: oh god audience i mean my my husband i'm I've, I've really we have the best time yeah my relationship with my husband's the best thing I, obviously he can't scale can't you know tokenize my husband for you guys but yeah get, get a get a husband or a wife i don't know you, <laughs>
0: guys, you, hear, the... you, you hear that incels uh, apparently you have, get a, you have to get a girlfriend so that's uh might, that might be more black feeling for my i'm sorry guys
1: or um I'm, I'm reading i'm reading a lot. <laughs> Just started reading right, yeah. Mark Fisher, which is really cool. So um, Capitalist yeah. Realism or something else? I'm reading his essays, but I wanna I wanna do capitalist realism because everybody's you know been recommending it, and that's what I should yeah. be reading. So yeah, for sure. All
0: right. Yeah, so it's So read good. some books. <laughs> read yeah. some books. Mark, Fisher, some Mary. Mark Fisher's the goat. Rest in peace. <laughs> get get married, uh find a girlfriend if you can, uh, and read some books. So uh yeah so um alex is there um is there anything else you want to like anything you want to plug anything you want to leave the audience with any message any blah blah blah?
1: any any message i want to leave the audience
0: with? um
1: yeah well you know just guys don't forget women are just as confused you know never don't confuse um just lack of no ignorance with malice you know you no, know, women really, you know, and, and a lot of stuff is really systemic and it's downstream from a lot of stuff that's, you know, changed like the pill, the sexual revolution. You know, it wasn't like just a handful of suffragettes that, that put us on this track. It wasn't like some, some some evil feminists, you know. It's everyone's everyone's kind of trying to get by. Yeah, that's kind of my conclusion. Obviously I'm now imagining the audience <laughs> of incels trying to No, They're not, they're, not up. Real
0: incels. <laughs> they're, they're fake incels. Uh yeah, they're they're only they're only pseudo in They're frogs. But right. but yeah. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I had, I had fun, and uh, this will be up very soon.
1: Me too. Me too. And uh, yeah, my Twitter is at
0: kashuta. Oh yeah, I'll link all that stuff. Alex. Yeah. Kashuta. Yeah, yeah.
1: Perfect. Cheers. Thank you so much.